Hello, and thanks for joining us today. My name is Manpreet Singh Jussel. You can catch me on Twitter at mjussel. Today, I will be talking to the first female turbaned Sikh pilot in the world. I do not know of any other female turbaned pilots before her, so if I am wrong, please let me know. Uh, but her name is Arpinder Kaur, and I think all the women listening today and even the men are going to find her story very inspirational, very encouraging. It's about following your dreams and your passion and making a mark in the world. So let's get started. Thanks for being with me today. You are the first turbaned Sikh female pilot in the world. Wow. Um, and I'm so happy you're with me today. I think you're a great inspiration to many Sikhs and uh, especially uh, many female Sikhs. So tell me, how did you get started on that journey? Tell me the beginning stages of uh, when you wanted to be a pilot. Wow, your intro, it felt really unique um, to hear that, um, especially when you mentioned in the world, it's a, it's a, it's a warm feeling. Um, I started off my first flight uh, in an airplane was to US. Uh, I was 14 when I got on an airplane. Um, Coming over, um, I was asked if I would like to sit in the cockpit. Um, and I went and sat. And from from the childhood, I always wanted to do something unique. Um, and especially being in that cockpit, that it just kind of added to that. But being here, um, especially, you know, parents were new to the culture. Um, they didn't know much about aviation, so they basically, and being from, you know, Asian descent, they said no for, for me uh, to pursue this career. So I went through college, did my um, bachelor's in IT, and still wanted to, you know, I, back of my mind, I still had that dream that I want to fly one day. Mm. And... Um, so I got I graduated from college and got introduced to a beautiful person who's mm. my husband now. Which happens Paul to Singh. be my cousin. Yeah, happens yeah. to be right. your cousin. Yes, very cool. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, he asked me. So I've done bachelor's and moving to Kansas. So what would I like to do? And um, he said, e either, you know, you can start your master's or you can start applying for jobs. And I said, I really don't want to sit in front of a computer all day long. Mm. And so he asked me, what would you like to do then? <laughs> and I told him at that point, I was like, I'll try once again to see if I could uh, pursue what I really wanted to. And to my surprise, he said, yes. Mm. Yeah, so I started taking lessons right away. And at that time, we were only engaged. So I still asked mom. And, you know, of course, being a um, Punjabi mom, she goes, you know, if he's okay with it, uh, I'm okay with it. So I started my lessons. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was 2002, um, August, that I started my aviation career after and pretty much it went on from there. Nice. So tell me about that. Tell me about in the beginning when you were 
starting your aviation career, you're getting buy-in. I mean, your husband was, was all good and all for it. You got buy-in with family, I guess, little by little. Uh, when did um, you start really, I guess, my question is when you started, I think you were in the Midwest, right? Yes. When you started this? Yes. So did anyone have any apprehensions there when you're going to school, your teachers? Like, hey, wh what are you doing? Because I'm sure there's not that many female pilots in America either. Anyway, um, on top of that, minority pilots. Yeah, that's very true. Um, well, you know, it, it, this was almost right after 9-11, mm -hmm. uh, a few years after. So nobody really... I mean, they were surprised when I went into uh, aviation, local aviation school there in Kansas. They were surprised to see me, um, but, you know, they did my background check. Everything came out um, positive, so they didn't have um, any, any um, you know, ne ne negativity against um, how I looked. Sure. So it it went fine. Training was fine. I was treated very nicely, and my instructor was actually a great instructor locally there. And it surprisingly, being in the Midwest, it wasn't that bad. Wow. It wasn't that bad. Wow. Yeah. It's um. I would say it more. It it would be. I truly got to see. Um, the male dominant of this aviation um, in in commercial flying now, mm. um, instead of while being in training, because you're a student, you know you're pretty much their customer. So mm. it's um, I didn't face any any hardships during the training. So when you started getting in, and you're like, this is going to be my career, and now you're going to get into the commercial flying. You know, you're going to get into that zone. What, um, and as you said, it's male dominated. So I'm sure you must have had some hiccups along the way or, or something, um, where maybe you even had to explain, um, you know, who Sikhs are or whatever it is, you know? Uh, sure. Um, this is, um, after training and after actually flight instructing for two years in San Antonio, I, I was recommended to apply to American Eagle, now Envoy mm. Air, um, mm. and they, when I applied, uh, surprisingly, I went through the interview fine. Um, they had two days um, of interview. I I did my HR and my technical interview. Everything went fine. It's when they called me back once I got back home that you know. Um, I'm accepted, but the only thing they mentioned at that time, HR basically said that, are you going to be wearing your head covering that you wore during the interview all the time? And I said, yes, that's part of my religion. Um, it wasn't a fashion statement. So yes, and that's kind of when they started questioning. Mm. So I told them I'm more than happy to explain why I do it. And um, I then got into touch with Sikh Coalition. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought it would be better to, instead of me writing a letter 
for them to write a informational uh, letter uh, about who Sikhs are and why we wear turbans. And, um, and that went through, um, through HR and um, to the hierarchy. And um, I don't know if it was because it was written by a lawyer that it, wasn't take, it was taken seriously, but they came back to me with an exception um, and uh, it, and it's it's funny because after they accepted me, they changed the wording in our manual. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, that was really interesting. Yeah, that takes a that, lot for them to change the exactly word, their legal language. Exactly. Yeah. So that that was so nothing major. Yeah, they wanted to know. I think it was just more of an information mm. thing for them. Um, but I was able to pass all my emergency drills and everything that I was supposed to do. So yeah, yeah. you had the skills. No, and knew no that. hiccups. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. It, but I, I would say after starting the work is when you deal with, um, you know, others. Um, so yeah, yeah, like your peers and coworkers. Yeah. How did that go? So walking through airport with the uh, with the turban. Mm-hmm. Um, I this, what year was this when you started commercial? Uh, 2008. Okay, 2008. 2008, yeah. yeah. Um, it was different. I, I got a lot of positive feedback during training, which were the first few months. But once I was um, on the line, basically flying, I got a lot of looks, no comments, but a lot of looks um, throughout the airports, um, different airports I would go through. And I think that was just because people were just seeing a female with a turban in a uniform, probably for the first time in their life. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a surprising look of, okay, I am I supposed to be afraid or am I supposed to, you know, it's just kind of, double take on on the uniform and the turban together and so publicly no comments were given no negative comments were given actually once i remember there was a female who got on my uh, flight and uh, she actually looked at me and she said oh wow we have a female pilot um in the cockpit and so that was very positive. Um, working in inside the cockpit with mostly male, um, I did have to prove to them. I proved to the company that I was capable and which yeah. went good, but it's just on... Correct me if I'm wrong though, when you're saying mostly male, it's mostly, if I keep it real, middle-aged white guys, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, so tell me about them. <laughs> uh, yes. So they're going through their midlife crisis most of the time. <laughs> uh-huh. But anyways, um, you know, they they think they've been on that airplane forever and they're captains and captains anyways think, you know, that they're responsible for that flight and I, you know, I it's okay to feel that no, uh, to see uh, <clears throat> a female uh, pilot, uh, first of all, and on top of that, a turban female pilot, that if she knows what she's doing. Um, and so I got a lot of the, that kind of feeling from them. But once I would 
fly and prove, kind of had to prove to them that, you know, I can do this just as good as you can. Um, and then that's when they will really, I'll break the ice with them <clears throat> by showing them what I had. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and after that, things would go um, just fine. And we don't fly with same people. Um, you know, every week we have different schedules, so we're flying with diff different people, different um, guys. And uh, I've had female captains as well, and the experience there has been very, very positive. Um, right. It's just, you know, you're able to talk to them and sense their, um, their frustration um, in this career being minority. Yeah. And so with me, there's, of course, there's going to be a little bit more because of the looks. Yeah. Um, but I would say, you know, I, I've worked through Chicago, through New York, through Boston, um, and now in Dallas. Um, mostly it has been positive. That's great. You know, there have been hiccups here and there. Um, but again, like I said before, I had to just prove myself that I could do this and sure. it would go fine from there on. You kind of just have to step in and let them know that, you know, um, I went through training for this just like you did and I can do this as good as you can. Before I get more into the pilot life, because it's a very different life than someone being a teacher or a nurse or mm -hmm. an IT person, like the degree you graduated in. When did you, because now we're in this environment where the age of Snapchat, Instagram and all that, you know, and the female look is like all want to be Kardashian and this <clears throat> and that. So I'm actually kind of interested. I don't even think I ever talked to you about this, but uh, when were you inspired to, because I've seen you without a keski on, like back in the day yeah. when, I, when I knew you. Yeah. Uh, what inspired you to have a keski? Because that's a bold step too, you know, especially for females, especially back in the day. Um, and even probably more so now because of this culture of, you know, you got to, you want to look glamorous all the time. So sure. how, how did um, you get inspired to, to have the, a keski now? Well, um, you know, I... Keski came, um, it came during um, a camp. Uh, I I had always wanted to take this step mm. once I took Amrit, which was a year after I moved to U.S. I actually got into Sikhi after moving to U.S. It's the Sangat that brought that, that really um, helped me bring that out um, in me. Um, in Punjab, you know, would go to local Gurdwara and go there, Mathatek, and come back home. And it was nothing like what I learned when I came here, what I re realized what Sikhi is when I moved to the U.S., um, especially around the Sangat I was, which is basically GGSF uh, crowd. In Virginia. In Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Maryland, Virginia area, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so after knowing uh, who we really are and what I, where I come from, um, I took Amrit. And then, you know, I was, there was one person who questioned me on um, covering my head. And 
you know, she she asked me at Gurdwara, she's like, you know, we cover our head inside the Gurdwara because Guru Granth Sahib Ji is there. But why not outside? And that, that statement really s- struck me because um, I thought of that as we're doing it inside but not outside. Mm. It's... Um, it, it it got me thinking uh, about covering my head. So I started wearing a patka <clears throat> and um, two years into college, that's when I started my dastar and which was during Houston camp that um, few of the um, Benji sisters there, uh, they really inspired me. Um, they themselves wore the stars and inspired me and helped me, t- um, you know, learn how to tie one. And um, it just, from there on, it it gave me, it made my belief even stronger. And, and it really taught me that, you know, we can do as much, uh, we're pretty much same as our male brothers, uh, male six. And, you know, if, if so, especially Guru Granth Sahib Ji does not, um, you know, there are no pronouns. It's for both. So why not physical discipline for both? So mm. that's where the star came about. Um, wow. I think that's very unique, actually. Because um, now let's get into the pilot life. Because so you have a case on. On top of that, you want to be a pilot. And now you're in commercial. Now you're flying. Yeah. Um, I know a pilot's life is on the road, a lot of miles, traveled, um, crazy schedules. Mm. Um, so how does that work in your life? Like, first is like, okay, I got to this step now with all these, you know, and obviously the, the pay isn't as great as it should be. So how, how do you manage that? How does, how does someone manage that? Because I think it's inspirational. You're very unique in the sense that it's not the typical cookie cutter job type way, you know, especially in a Punjabi Sikh household. True. Very true. Especially starting it after marriage. Yeah. Um, it, it, um, it, it, I wouldn't say it was a struggle. Um, I wouldn't call it a struggle, struggle, but it definitely has been, um, learning, uh, at every step and and I, I believe that my faith in Vaigru really took me to the next step after step after step um, it you know it started from that day when I decided to wear Madhastar is the first time I ever quote unquote rebelled against um, parents you know, my uh, the 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 reaction there wasn't positive. Mm. Um, my mom thought it was just a weekend thing, so it'll go away. Mm. So that's so that that's where it, it kind of that's where it started. And then once I, you know, went through that step, then you know my my husband saying that this is something you can do kind of made it even stronger. So going from there, it just felt like with everybody's support at, at home, of course, mom and dad on this side, 
um, you know, we know that Punjabi in-laws usually expect, maybe not not nowadays, but yeah, 11, sure. 12 years ago, yeah. expected, you know, not for you to go out and start studying again, but to, especially with mom being, you know, physically it was demanding. Um, and so she would have, I think she would have wanted me to stay and kind of help out. But they totally encouraged me to go out and finish up what I need to do. And so, you know, from there, it just grew stronger and stronger, got the support. You know, it just, uh, the support and um, of people around me, the family around me, and support of um, Waigu just kind of helped me go through. It didn't, it helped me to not consider the roadblocks as roadblocks really um okay. it just yeah it encouraged you and gave you more determination yeah. to do the right thing yeah. so where so a couple more questions where um so what level are you in in commercial flying right now where do you want to be that's a good question um i've always taken this career day by day i know my um, husband would, is more uh, visionary about my career than I am sometimes and it's just the struggle of schedule like you asked before it's um, it's you know it's not a, a morning to evening job where you come home uh, every night I'm actually gone um, the schedules are especially with regional airlines they're you're, 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 you have to bid for your schedule everything is seniority dependent um, you can get, you know, in the beginning, you're pretty much on call. So you could have six days of working and you could be on call those six days with one day off afterwards mm. and then back again. And once you start holding a regular schedule, you're still out for four days. Um, for example, right now I'm doing mostly either Monday through Thursday or Tuesday through Friday and uh, I don't come back home during the night. I'm out wherever I've gone. We they provide hotels for us, and that's where I'm staying. Yeah. So not you know having two kids, it, it was definitely hard. But uh, again, you know, it's been um, the, the support from from the family that's kind of get me going on this. And as far as plans, I right now I'm a first officer in a regional airline. Hopefully soon to be captain. It's been eight years of uh, right seat, as they call it, and um, left seat is what left is where the captain wh where the captain ah. is, and it's pilot and command time. That's where you get your real hours, and that's what the major airlines are looking for. Got it. So once I have that, how um, long till captain? A year. Uh, a year. Two? Yeah, yeah very nice. Yeah, I'm pretty close now. Um, and so then, um, you know, we say or I say that I'll I'll take it as it comes. Mm. But I know, uh, speaking to my husband, he would always say, you know, yeah. keep going as far as you can go. Yeah, he probably wants you to own an airline, <laughs> and in the future. <laughs> Which would be awesome. Um, so you live in the Dallas area now. Yes. In the community, I'm sure people know you're a pilot. I'm sure uh, young kids and young girls know you're a pilot. Has anyone come up to you? What do you say to them? 
How do you talk to them? I'm sure they're very excited. Yeah, and they're you know when it uh, when Sikri came out with the press release, um, everybody locally found out, and you know every gurdwara I would go to, they would um, of course introduce me to the public. Yeah. to the Sangat and um, give me Suropa and it just happened everywhere I would go. Uh, they will find out that Arpindar is here. Okay, we got to mm-hmm. get her on the stage. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is great. Which is great, I think, you know. Yeah. Just females getting Suropas <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. And and so as far as local, um, you know, so people knew. Um, I've only had few, not locally, but overall, a few people ask me what the steps are, what what are what do we look forward to, you know, what to look forward to, and um, you know, personally, I, and this is gonna sound um, very negative, but um, I wouldn't recommend aviation to anybody going through this um, as far as uh, being a female. Uh, being a daughter-in-law and being a mother, mm. it it takes a lot. Mm. A lot of uh, pieces of the puzzles have to come together t- to make this happen. Yeah, and I think that's why it's unique because um, yeah, it is because it does. You know, everybody doesn't have that uh, support support structure uh, around them to be able to get this done. And I did uh, um, again. You know, by Guru's blessing. Mm. Um, and I just took advantage of that, you know, the the, the support I had around me. So, um, so yeah, people do ask, and that's I tell them exactly what it is. Um, and I've also, you know, just on aviation, I've I've done few presentations at my son's um, local elementary school, um, and they get very kids get very inspired just to see a female in uniform. Um, and when I tell them I'm a pilot, it's just like, oh, wow, you fly airplanes. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's very encouraging. Um, but for one thing I do tell them, <clears throat> it's not about aviation. It's about pursuing your dream. Yeah. And I feel that. So let's say this. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, let's so... say this. How do you get the sick children now in the camps you go to? Um, in Gurdwara when you see them because you guys are big in the community here. How do you get them to follow their dream? Um, what do you say to them? Because you know every Punjabi household wants you to just be successful and make a lot of money. Yes. Doctors, you know, lawyers, whatever. Yeah, because parents want them to have a job which is going to be, you know, provide them with um, a, a good amount of money, like you said, yeah. and um, uh, Security, stable, secure. Yeah, stable, um, exactly. And so, so doing... How do you bring that? Do you bring... What I'm trying to ask is like, do you bring obviously your story? Do you bring like other historical stories, other, you know, uh, things from Gurbani where you want kids to be artists, musicians, sports players? Definitely. That's uh, that's exactly what I talk to them about. I don't talk to them about aviation necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's about um, believing in yourself first, um, knowing what you really want to do and... And of course, you know, once you know what you want to do and, and <clears throat> you trust in yourself in doing that, that's when you go for it. And of course, parents are sometimes parents and Sangat is not with you, but sometimes you just have to cross that roadblock to be able to show to them that, you know, this is what I believe in and, and I can do it. 
Mm. And I think um, knowing my story kind of gives them support as well that, you know, it can be done, basically. So So you followed your dream. What is a takeaway or one of the biggest lessons you've learned following your dream that you could probably, you know, uh, tell people now? I think it has made me following this and becoming a commercial airline pilot. It's made my my belief even stronger in Vicru. Um, I feel that if you know that you have Vicru support, um, if you really know that anything can be possible, and that's kind of where I am today. I never thought, you know. 12, 13 years ago that I would be doing this, uh, that it could be possible. But it's once um, I believed in myself um, and believed in Vigru's presence that you take the first step and, you know, he or she will help you in the next ones to come. And that's kind of exactly what happened. And it happened through support of family. And then, of course, you know, with, with, um, people just being positive um, around me, giving me that positive vibe. <clears throat> great, great. So I think we're out of time, but uh, how about people listening to this podcast now? They're going to be like, oh, I have to talk to her. I have to reach her. Where could they reach you? Do you have like an email address you can give um, where anyone can reach out, ask you any question and talk I'm to on, you? Or uh, I'm on Facebook as Arpinder Kaur. Um, okay. My email address, um, it's um, skyflyer to be okay. uh, at Yahoo. Um, flyers without the Y. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, um, I'm not very active on Facebook, but if you write me an email, I'll definitely. And, and people have, you know, who, who got to know about me, have contacted me through Facebook, and I'll, I'll just reply through my email. Um, well, all right. Well, thanks for doing this. Um, really appreciate it. No problem. Um, so, Thank you. Kasa, Sa-